Funny path of life. Feeling under the weather. Today went to walk, and then, uh, well, it actually felt as if it was getting colder as the day wore on, and uh, ended up cutting short my walk. So cold, cold hand. Okay, but cold hands, and. Uh, Achy legs, and uh, I thought I maybe was out of shape. You know, I haven't done too much walking, and then my throat starting to acting started to act up, starting act started acting up. My goodness, my English is getting sloppy. Good thing I'm not here to teach English. Eh? Anywho. Uh, I guess being mindful that uh, of what's on my mind, um, I think I think the idea of a relationship or of a new kind of relationship, you know, thinking of what I know, what I have known, and that's over. You know, that kind of relationship is just, uh, it's not for me anymore. What I knew a relationship to be. And at the same time, I am still interested. I guess you could, you could, uh, you could mention or you could say something around confusion, feeling confused. So, eating a little bit of bread. You know, my uh, actually even being mindful about what's going on around here. Uh, I mean, you have basically you know, with the cancer. You have Maloha, the 94, 95-year-old lady, who's the third time back in the hospital. And, uh, you know, Edu being quite involved. Me being... Uh, very mildly involved. Uh, not sure that I'm feeling that conflicted. I let him know quite often, you know, if he needs something from me to let me know. So, and I'm, I guess I am not doing any more than volunteering my help. And today, uh, after coming back, I realized I'm not going to go back near Valbina until I know for sure that whatever I have is not, you know, a cold or I forgot which one. I 
vaccine, the cold, if I'm not mistaken, is not contagious, but the flu is. So whatever it is, uh, just a two, two bowl of nice soup, like a potato, carrot, and leek soup. And I'll be drinking some water. I had some, Edu <laughs> brought me some, some tea, some sweetened tea. He's a, he's a sweet, he's, a, he's definitely a sweet guy. And, uh, but he's tired. And he's going to be leaving Thursday to go to Barcelona, which means, depending on what's happening with Maruja, that I may end up taking uh, Balbina to see her sister on Thursday and Friday, possibly. So we'll see what happened there. Which is fine, everything else here, it's not like there is, um, there is nothing more important than that right now. Even more so if it's kind of Maruja failing. I mean, she, she's tired. She talks about wanting to die. And uh, I don't know what it's like, you know, to 95 years old and to be tired. But I'm, I'm digressing a little bit. So, you know, today as I was walking, you know, dealing with that, uh, well, actually the bank situation was not a, was not a big deal at all. Talked about already, which was exactly what was going on upstairs earlier. Actually went up a little bit to have soup. And I was like, I didn't feel like it was going to bring me some soup. Then I'm like, no, I can, you can come up to get my soup. You don't need to do that. And I felt like I was a little ridiculous on my part. I did not need that. It would have been fine if it would have really been under the weather. But I'm not feeling that bad. And uh, that was already going nonstop. Like a marathon runner sprinting. And she just goes and goes and goes. I guess, sure, I can relate. I can relate to that as far as me is concerned, yeah? As far as I'm concerned, thinking of uh, how in the past, you know, I, I would hold hostage, you know, the center of attention without realizing, of course. And if somebody would have made a comment, and or when some people do, like I still remember when Jonas, you know, told me the way he told me. That was hurtful. You can only know what you know. And that's exactly the way it is with her. So there's nothing wrong with her. But how I deal with it, if Technically, I am more aware of that level. I'm more mindful, should I say. Then what do I do with that responsibility? And that's, that's a challenging part. That I still have not mastered the skill and I have not heard much being discussed about that kind of diplomacy.
Yeah, she definitely makes me think of my of my sister Eva. Band being so much about herself and everything else around that. And I can appreciate what it's like. You know, to be ego-centered, you know, to be egocentric. We all, to some extent, you know, can get lost. The idea of uh, that uh, selflessness, you know. Anyhow. But here we are Monday, you know. That means two more days. And uh, if I'm doing okay tomorrow, then I, pl I plan to be in a greenhouse for the next couple of days to, to tidy it up. We have colder weather, rain and snow possibly coming, so at least the greenhouse is a nice sheltered area where I can do things. But uh, yeah, well, I would like to to get that tidy up. I'll be looking for some tool to do digging some of those roots. I guess my best strategy is to create imaginary lines where I have airtime away from her which then when I see her, my tank is renewed, which is interesting because that's what I did with my mother. And in a way, I had, I had to do that with Eva. So people who are very self-involved, somehow I am sensitive. It affects me. And the effect is powerful. And obviously it's mine. So the, the point and the goal is not to develop a strategy where I can control those seismic events when they, when they occur. Because it is painfully and plainly and quite obvious that uh, I have not harnessed any significant meaningful tools to, to approach it in a way that makes sense. All I can see is doing damage and being selfish and my uh, My reaction would be of no use to the other person, which leads me to stoicism or to circumspection, yeah, to be quite circumspect with that person. Okay, the quote from Count Gandhi, if you're going to fight with somebody, fight with your enemy, but as a way to get close to him, you know, not to keep him as an enemy, but that he is. He's a brother. He's another human being. 
If you fight with him, fight with love. I guess love him, fighting, but love him or hate the sinner and love the hate the sin and love the sinner. And that I'm still struggling to separate the two. It's interesting how there are some people with whom I have no problem doing that. Like uh, you take Larry Nassar of uh, the whole scandal with the uh, gymnastic, the Olympic uh, gymnastic gymnast uh, girls, basically, where he sexually abused uh, so many of them. I think up to it's around like 300 that have come forward. And looking at the fellow, I just feel sad for the guy. I see somebody, victim of his uh, uh, nurtured DNA, possibly, I guess I don't know nature, I don't know anything about the guy, and there was nothing that was brought up in terms of his, uh, his story, you know? I think there more than likely was something at the nature level about the person that may have made him dysfunctional, you know, I said, you know, to be turned on by, by girls. And I obviously, I can only imagine if I was a parent and that happened to one of my child. My goodness, it would be a hard one. It would be hard to get past the... Uh, the, the the need or the want or the desire to inflict something on the guy as if somehow that would even the playing field as if somehow that would actually bring solace which we know it doesn't it would it doesn't make sense to put the guy away obviously because he's not capable of behaving in an, in an acceptable manner that society does not deem safe, that I, I have no issue, but it's not a monster, monster is just somebody who can't behave in an acceptable way, so I don't think it's a choice, we are all wired to fulfill that which turns us on and makes us happy, gives us pleasure. I don't see that being a choice. But my point is not the guy, even though he's kind of on my mind a little bit because of uh, watching those documentaries about him. Sorry, I got my jacket, it's getting warm here. So it's kind of my, uh, my case in point, kind of a guy. But that I can. Empathize? Or could that be sympathy? I mean, is there something in me that's wired wrong? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so many fronts, I'm such a simple guy, you know? I don't know. Why is it that those people seems to, I don't know if it's inspiring or just, 
I find them relatable. Like when I think of a serial killer, again, I, uh, I, I feel sad. Because it becomes this fox that the hunters are after. That's what their life will be. And if they're not, you know, half stupid, then they will know it very quickly and they will design, they will design an entire life to elude. So they will they will already spit on themselves because they will know that what they want what turned them on, what bring them happiness, quote-unquote, is not acceptable, but they cannot not want it. So they've already judged themselves. And maybe that's, I don't know, that could contribute to sociopathy. You know, if you know that you're doing something that what you want is wrong, and you can't help wanting it. How would that affect? How would that affect somebody's psyche? There's what's on the mind of a cracker guy, yeah? of a white Caucasian, white Caucasian. I like that sort of. I like the redundancy. Anyhow, so I I can empathize, and I guess for some people I can sympathize, but. There are some people that it's harder for me. It's hard not to judge them. It's hard not to put them down. And that's definitely the case with when well, Nathan, for sure, that was the case. I couldn't stand the guy. But that's that's yeah, that's kind of like your red, uh, the red in the bell curve. You know, when you shit in your pants, there is no learning. Okay, sorry, I realized I, uh, I made an inference without clarifying. A bell curve is, you know, it's kind of like a, you stop, like you have a line, you have a grading from like 0 to 100. And so let's say you start at 2 and then, and then the, the line starts to go up to, let's say, 50, stays up at 50, and then drop down back to number 2. So that's kind of a bell curve. And the idea is that... Uh, the bottom part is like green. It's where you're comfortable with what you know. It's repetitive. It's automatic. There's no learning. There's no happiness there. And then and you go to orange and then red. And orange is uncomfortable. It's challenging. But you don't shit yourself. And then that's when you become creative and you grow. And it's a great place to be. And the red one is where you shit your pants. And you don't learn anything either because you're too afraid. It's too much. So. When it came to Nathan, I was in the red zone. There was no learning there. It was too powerful, what I felt. Though, I did go to his yoga lesson once. So I was able to challenge myself just a teeny, but not too much. But because it was important, that's my responsibility to take care of myself. And there was a need that I had. But really, I guess I can piggyback her to Eva and my mother. 
that's another thing that I loved about Jesus Pilar. And I keep thinking a lot about her. <laughs> she such an interesting mix of qualities. You know, that's somebody who had a conviction, the values, and felt very strongly and could argue the shit out of it. She was a very good debater. But at the same time, she could really listen. When I talked to her, not only I felt heard, but I felt understood. And sometimes in ways that made no sense because I knew she had not had the experience, but she was able to empathize. She was able to creatively connect herself and make it relatable to her own life. What an amazing woman in my life. Yeah. I will forever be grateful for having had her in my life. Yeah, there's a good chance I'll never see her again. Not that it matters, actually. That's a fucking stupid statement. It doesn't matter. Maybe sometimes that's what also makes it hard with other people is when I'm able to connect with some people in some ways that are so smooth where there is a flow, where things click. And sometimes it just makes it unbearable when I am with people where it's just not there. And a part of me just is like, this is not acceptable. Almost as if Pilar raised the bar of what the norm, the baseline is. Because Aurelie has always been nice to me. She's a sweet woman. You know? Anyhow, and last but not least, um, I have a new little uh, ending tune. I realize I'm the one who fucked up my, uh, my closing uh, guitar picking tune that I normally added. Uh, me and my uh, sometimes obsession with cleaning things. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, today, this morning, there was one thing that I was able to do was to uh, to come up with a new one. So today will be the first time that I bring it in. It's kind of a, a variation. No, it's a variation. Variation. It's a. It's kind of a. It's a blend of a couple of. Uh, Finger picking, yeah, arpeggio uh, that I'm kind of learning, and I kind of like the the change. Don't ask me to explain to you; I have no idea. I've uh, forgotten all about you know what each of the string represents in terms of uh, which note and why the sounds are where they are. I knew very little to start with, and I have forgotten everything. But anyway, I'm premiering it, so oh, there's a name for that in Spanish. When you are doing something for the first time, like wearing clothes, and there's no equipment, it's kind of like premiering. Well, here it is, I'm premiering my clothes for the first time. Anyhow, so hoping that you like it.
and uh, I think I will leave it at that for now. For now, for now. Sorry for my uh, sloppiness. Hmm. I'm gonna go in the other room. I have neighbors tonight in the dorm, so. Uh, and I wanna enjoy the couch. The bunk bed, I'm not comfortable because I can't really sit upright. But, you know, I'm gonna go chill, maybe watch some Frasier a little more. Actually, watch the documentary on uh, coded uh, bias, coded bias, yeah, that algorithm. Anyway, ma ma ma, the world, what an interesting place. Anyway, love to you all, and we'll talk soon. Mm -hmm.